Hello and welcome to Open Room Talks, a podcast which draws on Open Room events experiencing connecting people to bring you quality discussions between industry experts, innovative suppliers, and high-powered end-users on pertinent issues in a variety of sectors. I am Kiana Sapp, and today for our 10th episode, we are in the world of fuel retail. Joining me, I have Jörg Heilenbrunner, Max Karwinkel, and Holger Mark. Jörg is Managing Director of Scheip Backman, a company which now employs over 3,000 people and specializes in parking, signaling, fare collection, and fuel retail systems. Max is CEO of PWM, a family business with a long history starting over 210 years ago in the textile sector. PWM is now the global market leader in electronic price signs for fuel retailers. Holger is Managing Director of Avia Germany, one of the largest fuel retailers in Europe whose network boasts over 3,000 petrol stations in 15 countries. Thank you all so much for joining me today. Thank you. Yes, we're happy to be, to be with you, Kiana. Yes, it's a pleasure. But uh, to be honest, it's the first time for me, and so I'm very interested in how it works. And, and when I saw what Max and Björk are doing, it's, uh, it's for me you know, a pleasure to be here. Well, we're very pleased to have you. Thank you. Jörg, so I know from the discussion overview that you sent over that you'd like to discuss with Max and Holger what the new normal might look like in the world of fuel retail. Uh, but before we get into that, it would be good for our listeners to hear a little about how the three of you know each other. So Jörg, why don't you kick us off with that? And Max, Holger, of course, feel free to interject with any details of your own. Yes, I'm glad to do so, Kiana, and I hope I don't tell any any secrets to to our listeners but uh, well, especially with with max we 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 know each other for very long i think we know each other from the end of our studies so that's quite some 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 years ago and in these let's say couple of decades um, we have been working in the in the fuel retail industry so since we both are some some key suppliers of uh, fuel retail in 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 Germany and uh, within Europe and and also Max within outside 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 Germany, so we have been always exchanging our ideas and thoughts, uh, especially in the last couple of of months in COVID times. And it's very helpful to have somebody who is really knowledgeable, and and, and helpful and as a good counterpart to to discuss what's happening. That's true. We are much more mature than at the end of our university time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we still we still look as young as, as ever, I think, Max. <laughs> of course. Of course. I, I didn't know that, that we will know us together since our study time. <laughs> and, and Holger, I don't know you that long, but I think it's almost a decade we know each other. And, You're right. Uh, and 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 uh, we have been 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 working very closely together, especially since you joined AVR, becoming the CEO of the AVR organization in Germany. Since is, AVR is one of our of our key customers in in Germany and also in in other countries in Europe. And and apart from let's say dealing about or discussing projects, um, we really uh, exchanged our personal thoughts and and how we should look into the industry and, and Holger, I really appreciate your thoughts and your ideas because it's very important to have somebody who is really sharing his ideas and thoughts with, with partners as, as we are, both Max and I am. Yes, and I know Holger from my first uh, sales call. Holger, we have a mutual friend and he told me that you are forward thinking and I should uh, visit you when you were CEO or RCO at Avia. 
So that's uh, when I met you first time in your office. And uh, from then, we met at a lot of events and uh, changed our ideas. Yeah, it seemed to me that we both, PWM and Sheldon Bachmann, we, we, are, we, are, we are clients of, of your companies, but we know us since years and we um, perhaps we are getting more and more friends uh, out of the business case. So it's yes. a pleasure to know you both. Same to you and to you, Jörg. And, you know, we talk about the situation, about the crisis of COVID-19 and uh, how to handle it and over the time. Uh, for me, as a local company based in Germany, uh, we have seen things that, we, that I never had known before. I think 2020 started like a black swan and uh, the health care institutions in the governance from Beijing to San Francisco and uh, also from Oslo to Cape Town are fighting a very same attack. But in our business, it has a lot of impact. And I want to know how you have put it, this situation in your companies. Uh, you are working over the whole world. It's totally different than my job is doing. So if I may start, for me, it was the whole uh Corona crisis, it was like, you can be, it can be divided in three phases. Phase one was December, January, my main doing and focus was securing the supply chain because when the outbreak started in Wuhan, we all Europeans and the rest of the world were thinking it's just an isolated incident for China. And uh, we were afraid that we don't get key components out of this region. And that's why we analyzed our order books and forecast and increased our stock to uh, secure deliveries. Then the second phase was the outbreak when we realized, oh, it's not only a China isolated problem, it will be a worldwide problem. Then we did what I think a lot of uh, companies in Germany did. We uh, were afraid that we were shut down by the government because of an infected employee. That's why we divided our company in uh, two shifts, which weren't interacting at all. And we did travel bans and no meetings with vendors and customers and no attendance at shows. And now it's phase three. We are totally grounded. I personally am typically out 70% of the time uh, at customers in foreign markets. So now I have a luxury of time I've never had before over 25 years. So now I'm looking on what we have to do uh, in the future analyzing our doing and what needs to be done strategic-wise in the future. And, and nobody of us has a blueprint of this situation, isn't it? No, not at all. No, I think I think you're fully right, Holger. This situation, and if you talk to various people, even, even older ones than we are, they have never encountered such a situation because looking at the, the worldwide situation, this crisis has hit 180 countries almost simultaneously. And that was the difference to the financial crisis in, in, the, in 2008 and 2009, because at these times it was affecting some countries and other countries pulled us out, pulled us out of this crisis. But this time there's nobody who is willing to pull us out. So we really had to, we had to do it ourselves. And maybe let me, let me briefly describe what we did. So we also had three different let's say, steps or approaches within the last couple of months or the last three months. So first of all, as I think all of you did, 
we focused on protecting our employees and customers. So we helped our people uh, to work at home and to, to get the, the proper protection. Number two is that we installed a business continuity plan to keep on working, to be operational, because fuel retail is is, is not only business critical, but it's, it's, it's a system-relevant uh, situation. So fuel retail sites had to be opened, and that's, I think, the good point of this of this situation and we had to support them we had to maintain the equipment uh, we have contracts uh, so we, we we rolled out we installed new solutions so that's what we managed and last but not least what we did we looked of what are the necessity or what are the requirements of our customers and of the of the user on the side so it's mobile payment it's contactless payment it's checkout solutions so we we worked on our roadmap and we accelerated some of our product solutions in order to help our customers to be covid resistant to protect their customers so that was what we have been doing in the last three months and we have been quite busy because as you can imagine protecting the people protecting the customers working on our business continuity and last but not least coming up with these solutions really kept us quite busy so i'm i'm not that relaxed but <laughs> i'm i'm very pleased uh, that we we had that work to do i think the three of us we all can be happy that the fuel industry is identified as essential business that we kept going as a vendor and holger you with your stations you weren't uh, forced to lock them down Max, you are right, and and I I think we must be a little bit lucky, happy about what's happened. And during the first two months, we lost around forty percent of all our volumes in our network of uh, our service stations. But after the second month, uh, it get better and better. And I think for July we will have the same level as we have before. And I think in in this in this three months. We have learned a lot to work from home for a part of the employees. And also we have to look more of our uh, financial skills. And we lost a part of our financial liquidity. And um, after all these things, we learn to manage it. And it helps to be more successful for the future, I would say. Holger, I think you're right. And what I'm really appreciating is that we do have customers who are still capable of investing in their sites and uh, looking at other industries, uh, they were much, much heavier affected from, from that crisis. And, and I, I'm pleased that, that you say that the perspective is that you are back to pre-COVID levels, maybe by July or by August, but in the next couple of weeks, because I think yep. this confidence is needed for you and for your, your let's say, for your operators to to start or to continue investing because that's what we we rely on because without having strong customers we can't survive in that crisis or in that next coming years and you said liquidity was also a new focus and i think that's also very important what we all learned and and that the government is fueling so much money in the industry helps all of us too because that keeps people staying optimistic, using their cars, fueling. So we all benefit from this too. Yes, you're right. I think the government in the last month 
I, I talk about the, that we have no blueprint. Uh, I think the government has also no blueprint, and they have done so much efforts to put money in the market to make the employees more, uh, go working. And I think that's good to know that the German government has done a lot to manage this crisis. And we could be happy that we have such a government in this case. Yes. And you mentioned working from home. I think this, uh, I don't know what was your experience, Jörg and Holger, but I know that a lot of people in the past before Uh, the pandemic were jealous about service people who could work from home. And now when we forced them to work from home, all of them, they after a while were missing the socializing within the office world. So now they're happy that we are asking them to come back too. At first, I would say I never had thought that I would order my employees to work from home. I don't like to that they work from home. I want to have them in the office. And this mm -hmm. case, I ordered to go home to work there, and it works over the three months very well. It has worked with the IT systems very properly, and um, that what you said about the social dimension, I think that was also to see after the first week, after the second week, the people say, oh, they want to come back to the office. So mm -hmm. we have done a lot for the motivation. I would say we have done a lot of for the motivation. We sent them small presents, for example, uh, flour, chocolates. Then they got a ticket for books. And at the end, when they came back into the office, they get a uh, bonus payment for the uh, period where they have been working from home. So it the, the motivation was quite good over the long time, but we have to handle it and we have to put uh, they be, be in contact with them well, well i think um, i would apply for a job with your company holger but uh, <laughs> I, i can really i can really stress that too so in the recent past we have been allowing our people to to work at home from for one day a week and usually we were quite suspicious on that but within that crisis uh, we made the decision that all people who are capable of working at home and you know we do remote working on in terms of, of software development and delivery. So that's much more than just having a, an access to, to our solutions. And we were capable of, of sending 90% of our people home apart from service technicians and people in production facilities. And I was quite impressed how well that worked. And I think what it helped was that we have introduced this agile ways of working. So we work, let's say, in teams and, and they have been communicating on a daily basis so they have their daily stand-ups so people didn't feel alone at home so they had their in terms some some interaction uh, some contact some social content of course not face to face but in terms on on their on their video session so i'm really impressed but i can share the same idea as as max said people don't like to stay 100% at home. So what we did is right now, so we have a blue and a green group. So 50% of the time, the people stay home. So they come one week to the office, the other week they stay home. And that's the benefit of that is that we still are prepared in case we have, let's say, very, very, very high COVID numbers, which we didn't have in the, in the past. Then of course, 50% of our team is still capable of working. So we then don't have to send them on all into to quarantine. So 
I think there are two sides of the coin, and I think it was a good experience, and I think it will change our ways of working in the future. It will not be 100%, but maybe 40 or maybe maximum 50% of the time people will work at home, and it will be beneficial because you save the, the way to work every day, and that's, on general, it's at least wherever you live, it's a half an hour to go and a half an hour to, to go back home. So it's an hour a day. And there's this hour the people invested for, for the company and said, well, that's our contribution in that in that tough times. Uh, we invest that hour uh, for our company. So that was also helpful to, to manage this crisis with the challenges. Max, what is your opinion or what did you learn about this uh, crisis with your employees? The same as uh, Jörg did, uh, we furnished them with laptops right from the beginning and sent all the admin people uh, into the home office. And first they were all excited, uh, but then after a while they were missing the social part in the office. And also it was for them a challenge, especially when, as you know, the schools and kindergartens were closed. They had uh, kids at home and uh, then also the father was at home. Uh, a working father. So we gave them a lot of flexibility in working time. We told them, we just expect your input and some results, but how you do it within what time uh, schedule, that's up to you. You need to build your shifts with your husband to take care of the kids. And I see something I heard today uh, from an employee. She told me something more or less negative. When you work from home, you are working like 24 hours because you don't have like an office work. You you leave the office and you leave a lot of uh, problems, issues, challenges at your office desk. Some take them home and some don't. But if you are working from home, you have them all the time around you. So uh, you don't have the probably the necessary distance to your, to your job. Another thing, Jörg, you just mentioned teams. So... What's your both experience on Teams and Zoom? We found out it's very intense as other meetings. Everybody can see you on the screen and what are you doing and how aware are you attending the meeting? Uh, but then we also found out even internally, you, you, um, it's more time efficient if you do a quick Zoom meeting internally instead of going long ways to a, to a conference room. So what's your experience on that? If you, if you want to start a new project, I think it's very difficult to be not together and have no interactive social contacts. In the normal way, in the normal process, it works with Teams and Zooms, um, like you explained it, uh, Max. But I, I prefer more to um, make a mix of this, um, something... You have to uh, be together and to have to see each other and a lot of things you can do over the uh, Teams or Zoom or go-to-meeting tools uh, in the future. Yeah, I think you're fully right, Holger. To work in a, in a, in a, in a known area, a known surrounding, if you know the team, if you know the people, then of course you can easily work on Skype or on all these video conferences. And that's what we did. So it, it really helped because the teams, um, they, they, they felt like, like a team. And we did that, or we have been doing this with our different entities. So we are working with our entity in the, in the Slovak Republic, in the UK and other 
in other countries or in the US or in Asia. And even with our customers, we have been doing that. So that was no major change. But I think the, the real challenge is to start new projects, to get to know new customers. I think that's the challenge because that's you don't have the same the same touch, you don't have the personal feeling. So I think that will be a challenge. But but I'm sure at the end of the day, it will definitely change our travel habits. Uh, so you won't have that many journeys in the future because it can be easily done via video sessions. So for example, you go for a meeting for one or two hours, you go, you fly to a different country. So that won't take place, I'm, I'm quite sure. But of course, the face-to-face -face is still very important to start new projects or to get rid of some obstacles. Yeah, I think code calls and new acquisitions, new building trust between customers and vendors only can be done in person. That won't be replaced by Zoom. I think it will be more and more the digitalization will go more and more in our business cases. You work every day with these tools, but in my own economy, it's a new part and we see how it works. And we talk about the, the meetings on uh, Teams or Zoom. So I think one benefit will be the reduction in business trips also. I think we will mm -hmm. more uh, the situation that we don't meet each other in Berlin, so we have to make a video conference um, uh, via Teams. Yes, yes, you, you're right, Holger. And I think sometimes it's it's okay if you if you do it via Teams or via via Zoom, but there are other things where you have to meet. But but I think one one thing you you mentioned, Holger, is very important: the, the digitalization. And I do see that there is an acceleration within that topic because in the past mobile payments were very low, so it wasn't really well accepted, or contactless payment, for example. So people still use, like in the fuel retail industry, 60 or only 60 or 65% is, is, is cards business, so 35% is still cash. In the classical retail, it's, it's the other way around, so 60 or even 70% of the transactions is cash-based. And that has changed in the last months dramatically i talked to an owner of a bakery chain and he said his his percentage of let's say of cart driven payments were 10% in the pre corona times and now during corona it just jumped up to almost 70% so that that really shows how the customer behavior has changed and that of course leads to the demand of our customers that, for example, contactless payment, mobile mobile payment, seamless payment is needed. And that's, I think, it's a good chance for us as, as, as partners, as suppliers in the industry to provide these new solutions. And I think that's what, what you, uh, Holger, and, and, and other partners in the industry, where they will invest, because it will help your partners to be more efficient and to meet what the customers expect, because they don't want to touch these terminal pin pads. They just yeah. want to tap with their with their credit card and that's it. There were even signs, no cash anymore at some gas stations. You're right. And I, I told you that we lost 40% of our volumes, but we have about 15% more transactions uh, by credit cards. And that's it's a lot, lot more than we have uh, before uh, seen in our business. And I think that will hold on also in the future. 
So since we haven't met in the recent weeks in person, I'm curious what has changed in your personal life due to the pandemic? Sure. I think to be more humble and thankful for our life and our possibilities, that we think more about that it's not bigger, better, fast and more the the only way of our doing and uh, that the crisis can happen to anyone. And so we have to realize that. And I learned, uh, normally I go uh, often for dinner and for lunch in restaurants and I have to stop that immediately. And that changed my life very, very much. And I hope that it will be go in the future a little bit more in, in the autumn time. Yeah, I fully, I fully support the the idea of of Holger to be to become more grateful and thankful to the situation we have we have in Germany, looking to other countries uh, around us, and and while I spent much of my time with my family, I really I didn't become a very good cook, uh, but we have been cooking as much as I haven't done in the last I think 30 years. Uh, and I also miss, of course, going going out, going to restaurants. But I think I, now I really appreciate to have the opportunity to meet some friends uh, and to go to a restaurant. So I really, it's really worth, lots of worthwhile um, just making that experience. And I think you really uh, reduce yourself to, let's say, to a minimum. And, and you can really... Just be be more relaxed and more thankful to that situation. So that was my learning out of this this crisis. I have the same learning. However, I'm not uh, on my way to be a good cook. That's uh, obviously not happening. But uh, I'm learning more about my family and uh, my garden. I recently had my birthday and my kids were giving me a seed set for vegetables. So I never looked in the garden. So now I'm getting a semi-professional gardener. So that's really a change for me. Well, Holger, Max, Jörg, I'm very sad to cut this conversation short because there's so much good information in there for our listeners, but we are sadly reaching the end of our time. Before you go, I would like to ask each of you a question that we ask all of our guests on this show. And that is, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received? Holger, maybe we can start with you. I think remain yourself and do things that make you sleep peacefully. The importance of sleep, yes. I do get kept up at night by all of my transgressions, so I will bear that in mind. <laughs> Max, what have you got for me? My best advice to me was not to take myself too serious. Be humoristic about yourself, look in the mirror, and question, keep questioning yourself ongoing. Excellent. Thank you for that. And Jörg, what have you got? Well, I looked, I looked to a very, very famous scientist, Albert Einstein, and he said, well, life is riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. And that, that really kept me positive that I didn't stop and I was not just being too negative. So I really kept going. And I think that that helped me and my team to, to meet that crisis. Guys, thank you once again for agreeing to come on the show. It was a great discussion. And speaking of meeting in person, I hope that we can do that next April at Petra Forum Europe. Yes, we hope so too. Kiana, <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Thank you for tuning in to Open Room Talks. We hope that you've enjoyed the episode. 
For inquiries, please feel free to get in touch via email on hello at openroomevents.com. For details on future episodes, please follow us on LinkedIn or visit openroomevents.com. Until next time.